This is Great Disturbances, a Star Wars podcast. Each week, hosts Rich and Paul discuss Star Wars media, no matter what form it takes. Hey, Paul. Hey, Rich. Hey, let's talk about The Last Jedi. Dude, I would love to. Let's do it. I would super love to. <laughs> and the jig is up because we've known that we're going to talk about this. Right. And this is, this is as we discussed just a moment ago in our pre-show preparation time this is our 60th episode and i think it's kind of fitting i don't, I don't know i don't know how why 60 is the right number but like it's <laughs> fitting it's fitting that it's this deep into the show into our podcast before we get to this movie yeah because we've discussed it in, in sort of obliquely or made reference to pieces here and there mm-hmm. and we've known it was coming and now ladies and gentlemen the episode you've all been waiting for <laughs> is here. Truthfully, this is either going to, this is an episode that's going to either make it or break it for some of our listeners. Either they're going to love us or they're going to hate us because this movie was really divisive. I mean, you remember, is, yeah. You remember when it came out? They yeah. well, it got review bombed. Nobody, nobody wanted it because they hated what they did to Luke and all this other crap. And yeah. it's like, well, I'm going to have some, I'm going to have some counterpoints to those arguments i think but counter uh, counter notes counter notes yes uh checks notes yes i do have some counter arguments for that so so do we want to do a summary i have one let's do it i say let's do it let's do ladies and gentlemen presenting the patent pending richard davenport summarization of the thing we're about to discuss that's, that's very official sounding. While the resistance fights for its life against the First Order, Ray travels to the planet Octo to implore Jedi Master turned hermit Luke Skywalker to return to the fold and inspire a new generation of rebels. He refuses because his because his failures as the master of a new Jedi temple ended in the loss of his best student, Ben Solo, to the dark side. Ben teamed with a handful of other students and massacred the remaining students at the temple, leaving Luke for dead. Grudgingly, though, Luke agrees to train Rey, but he implores her not to follow the path of the Jedi. Having learned their failures during the rise of the Empire, Luke believes that the Order must come to an end. Meanwhile, what's left of the Resistance is pursued by the First Order through hyperspace, a technology heretofore unheard of. Rose and Finn travel to Canto Bight to find a codebreaker to help them sneak onto the First Order Dreadnought and disable that tracker. While this is happening, Luke trains Rey, but is troubled by her willingness to investigate the dark side and her insistence that they help the Resistance. So much so, in fact, that he goes to an ancient tree where the ancient Jedi texts are held with the intent of burning it all down. Stopping just short of following through on this plan, Luke is visited by his deceased master Yoda, who calls down force lightning from the sky. From the sky! To finish the job for Luke, telling his apprentice that Rey already has all the skills that she'll need. As Rey and Chewie race back from Octo, Rey insists on confronting Kylo Ren, so she pilots an escape pod from the Falcon to the Dreadnought. There, she is brought before Snoke by Kylo, who turns on Snoke, and Kylo and Rey fight off the Red Guard before Kylo implores Rey to let go of the past. The Jedi, the Rebellion, the Sith, all of it, and join him to form a new order that will rule the galaxy. That sounds familiar. Realizing that Ben is beyond help, Rey fights, fights him for the possession of Luke's old lightsaber. Elsewhere on the same ship, Finn and Rose have been captured, trying to shut down the hyperspace tracker. While this is all going on, the Resistance fighters are trying to escape to the planet of Crate, and to cover them, Admiral Holdo 
flies a command ship through the dreadnought at full hyperspace speed, cracking the vessel in two. On the planet's surface, all parties convene as the First Order makes a final push against the Resistance, now holed up in an old rebel bunker. All seems lost until Jedi Master Luke Skywalker shows up and faces down the whole First Order with his laser sword. He duels Kylo, and it becomes apparent that he was actually an illusion. Luke was force-projecting himself across the galaxy to stall the First Order long enough to, for the Resistance to get away. The effort proves too much for the old Jedi, and he becomes one with the Force as Rey rescues her friends, and they live to fight another day. So, Beautiful summary. Thank you. I appreciate that. I, I left out a bunch of stuff, but obviously this is a two-and-a-half-hour movie and a three-paragraph, four-paragraph summary isn't really going to do us any do it any favors, I guess, but we'll yeah. give it a go. So this is it. This is the big one, man. This is your favorite Star Wars movie, right? Or is it this the second is, favorite? This, this is, point? I think, my favorite. I mean, it, it kind of contends with um, Rogue One, although I think it might be my favorite. I mean, it's probably going to be the kind of thing where the next time I see Rogue One, I'll be like, no, this is my favorite. And the yeah. next time I see this one, I'll be like, yeah, but Last Jedi. <laughs> it just, and and the, given how much I don't watch, like I watch movies, but not a ton. Right. Right. Sure. And so it's going to be a long time probably before I watch either of these two films again. Yeah. So I think we can safely say that Last Jedi is my favorite film, my favorite Star Wars film at this moment and probably for a good number of years <laughs> until I watch one of these two again. Nicely said. Yeah, I, I would say this is one of my top three Star Wars flicks if I had to. Right. It, because because it is, like you said, a rotating, you know, a rotating yeah. schedule of which my favorite. This is top three with yeah. Empire yeah. and Empire and Rogue, uh, Rogue One yeah. being the other two, I think. But I do have a problem with this right off the bat. The fanfare at the beginning seems off. It seems like it's synthetic instead of an orchestra or something like that. I didn't notice that. I don't know what it is, but I'm going to have to go back and look look at that it's with all three of the new saga movies it sounds a, just just a hair different like huh. un, like uncanny valley different almost you know like where it's like so close but not quite there you can still tell it's not right do you suppose it's like because i imagine that they re-recorded the fanfare for these films right am i right about that or am i not right about that I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. And I guess also, I don't know. I don't even know whether they re like, cause they obviously they did it for a new hope. Did they re-record it for empire and return of the Jedi or did they use the same recording? I feel like they used the same recording for that, for that okay. stuff, but I, okay. I could be completely wrong. I really don't. I, really I guess, don't I guess I, I was just curious because like either like this could be, this could could this be a remastering of that and mm -hmm. the remastering gave it a like a flavor that made it sound different or is mm -hmm. it a new recording and the recording equipment or whatever right gave it a new flavor yeah it's like I'd it's like when you it's like when you send the steak through the telepod it just tastes different a little bit right, it looks like right. steak and it sounds like steak but it, it tastes a little off but that i mean Look, my complaints about this movie are very few. There's there's yeah. probably only a couple of other ones like like it should have been Akbar. Admiral Akbar should have piloted that that ship in the holding oh, maneuver. It should have been sure. the Akbar maneuver, honestly. Oh but, yeah. But it doesn't have to be. I mean, proving that yeah. I mean 
this, I mean, it's really a small quibble, honestly. Yeah. And well, and the thing is too, like, I kind of wonder because I mean, that's, that's totally valid. Prior to this film, how many lines did Akbar have in any Star Wars? I don't know. Not many. Like seven, more, more than Admiral Holdo like did. Well, before the film, <laughs> sure. But I mean, in yeah. this film, Holdo obviously said said and did way more things than Akbar ever did. That is true. In the, That's a good in point. The, in the trilogy, right? Or in fair, the, in the point, OT. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and not which, which is that's all it's neither here nor there sure because i think i think if i was to have any problems with this and i mean obviously any movie has problems mm-hmm. i think my biggest gripes maybe are also connected to holdo hmm. okay i think and i think well and it's only one gripe i think i only have maybe one gripe about these films and maybe you can help me figure it out because it's more like a a hole that I don't understand. Okay. Is that why doesn't Holdo tell people what's going on? Yeah. I have no idea why she doesn't. Tell that doesn't make any sense on. to me. It really doesn't. And in fact, that was one of my questions here was going to ask you if you thought that she was right in not telling Poe, at least Poe, what was going on. Yeah. Because, because her not telling people what's going on, like causes actions and activities to happen. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and so like, I, I see that, I see that you needed to have something to get Rose and Finn off the ship and off to Kento bite. Right. But what I don't understand is that going the route of Poe, not knowing what Holdo's plan is in order to accomplish that. Right. Because, because right. part of, part of the deal is that Poe is willing to sort of help them do that thing. Cause mm-hmm. he's like, the fuck is Holdo doing? He's right. like, I don't get it. You know? Yeah. So that's, I think. And my, my gripe is not Canto bite. My gripe is not anything to do with Poe or, or Finn or Rose. And my gripe is not even Holdo's performance. I think Laura Dern is just fine as Holdo, just like perfectly suited for what the role called for. It, it's only that plot, that, that thing that makes me go, but why did they do that? The rest of it makes total sense. Makes total sense to me. Or I should yeah. say, I take it back. I have no gripes with the rest of the film of, of that nature, Right. I mean, there's, okay. there's, there's also the, there's always the smaller things sure. that I, that kind of make me go, but when, what is it like yeah. <laughs> when, when Ray and Kylo are fighting the red guard? Yeah. Why does the red guard only have stabby gun things? Can't, <laughs> can't they also have guns and stuff? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's because here's the thing. Like, I know that Jedi can like block blasters and shit like that. But if that Jedi is also fighting like three other dudes who yeah. have hacky axe things, yeah, just have one guy like stand back and be like, I'm going to blast him. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, everybody get his sword busy and pew, I, I got him, you know? Yeah. 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 That's a good point. But, That's a good but again, point. again, a minor quibble, like yeah, minor it quibble. like yep. it doesn't, it doesn't affect neither for me, neither Holdo's head scratcher or mm-hmm. give the red guard blasters also <laughs> neither of those things make a make a lick of difference Mm-mm. in terms of me thinking this is a great film right 
the cinematography right. oh my god dude yeah so good oh my god so good that first the first shot of the sun yeah on octo oh, oh. Mm. i know right uh, yeah chef's kiss exactly the chef's kiss the when the woman when the the bomber pilot woman can't, oh. like the slow-mo follow the remote and then yeah. she snatches it yep and then they fall out of the thing oh i know beautiful and then and then okay okay here's another one i'm just gonna i'm just gonna tell you all the things Do that were great go yeah just, go i love just, it you, you shut the fuck up while i, I tell will. you all the I'm beautiful things shutting <laughs> the fuck up now shut, <laughs> shutting the fuck up sir <laughs> <laughs> the uh when when they're on the brit at the beginning when yep. poe is fucking with like the folks on that oh, one yeah. star destroyer yeah and they and they're looking at it from another star destroyers bridge and just like little eruptions of explosions moving mm-hmm. along the surface of the thing as yeah. Poe is like pew, 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 blasting his way through all the, the defense guns. Oh yeah. Fr- that, that shot. So good. Yeah. So good. It's gorgeous. <sighs> this film, this film I think was more visually gorgeous than any of the other two. Oh yeah. Sequel films. Oh yeah. And I think definitely more visually gorgeous than any of the prequels. And then any of the main trilogy, you can't really compare it because they don't have the same tools. Right. right. They just don't have the same equipment to make things look the way. So I really don't, it's like comparing a John Wayne movie to a John Wick movie. Right. In how sharp the picture is. That's good. They didn't didn't have the things to make it that sharp. So, you know, right. To me, that's the, that's that. But, but as far as, as far as like, any of the other saga films, to mm-hmm. me, this is the best cinematography. Easily. Yeah. Easily. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, it stands out. It stands head and shoulders above every other movie in the in the whole franchise, I would say. Even yeah. even more so than Rogue One. And I love I love what yeah. Rogue One looks like. It looks yeah. fantastic, but this looks better. And it's I mean, it's just the palette, like the color palette yeah. of the whole thing is amazing like there's a scene the the scene where luke walks out of the the bunker to face down Mm -hmm. the first order and you've got these backlit walkers with the orange sun falling behind it and it's just everything's in kind of shadow but you've got this orange glow in front of it and then you've got the red sand or the red crate surface with the white sand and it's just it was it's actually it's absolutely i mean you could take any frame of this and frame it and put it up on a wall and it would be art it would be art yeah absolutely would be art so good so the visually so good and and i think it i think part of it comes from like making bold choices visually right yeah like like the the emperor the or not the emperor snokes like snokes throne room and especially the fight there like everything is there's it's a bold choice to have these bright red guard guys and that bright red backdrop right yeah yep it's like it's bold and Absolutely. the surface of crate to be like stark white and then deep red underneath it when they step on it and they're like bold bold choice strong bold choice because I, to me rise had and i'm colorblind so this is like even weird for me to say this <laughs> but like to me rise had a much more muted color experience i think yeah i don't know if muted i don't know if muted is the right word but like less less powerful almost i guess you could say 
it wasn't it wasn't as integral like they didn't like you know i'm sure they i'm sure they 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 took they took into consideration what was going on and they you know they they aligned their 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 set design and their cinematography with that but like it felt like it felt like not as much was put into it now keep in mind though that the cinematographer of this movie has worked with ryan johnson on everything that he's done i think oh yeah yeah i mean he's done he i I know he did looper for sure but he is i mean he's he's constantly working with this guy so they know each other very well they've got they've got that artistic connection yeah yeah i think when you get when you get a pairing like that you get just like just like Spielberg and uh, Janusz Kaminski, like you get beautiful films out of that because of that long-lasting working relationship. You know what I mean? Sure, sure. Just like uh, oh, the other thing is, uh, you get George Lucas and and John Williams, right? Oh yeah, you get great music. You out get of great that. music. You get right. great music. Yeah, yeah. So okay, so both of us have in the past, at least once, probably more times than once. Mm-hmm. described our favorite pieces from this film for me yep. the rose tico knocking him out of the blast and for you the yoda with luke moment yep uh you know we're the ones that go beyond right that give give me another moment for you in this film another moment for me in this film i can give you two can i give you two sure okay no only nope. one just one oh. go, well, give me ah, give okay. me one a and one b okay one a yeah is the the holdo maneuver mm-hmm. as, as much as, as much as I feel like it would have more weight if it was somebody that we knew long-term versus holdo, which we just met in earlier in the film, which I think honestly is the only failing of that. You don't introduce a character just to kill them off. Sure. Like, I mean, if you're going to do that, you got to let it marinate a little while, you know, yeah, she's, yeah. she's introduced in act two and then she's dead. And yeah. I mean, Akbar we've known for, decades right yeah his death would carry more weight for me this carries no weight but it is visually one of my favorite shots in the whole movie yeah when and and not just for that not just for the look of it for the sound of it when the entire sound drops out and you just get this you know the shot of like the 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 command streak off yeah the streak and like everything is going and you get like three or four different like angles on it and like yeah the debris from the from the destroyer is like hitting other ships and smashing them as well yeah. and it's just yeah my heart just kind of like stopped for a second like oh, holy yeah. shit that was amazing yeah probably one of my favorite my favorite shots in all of film is that is that scene that one yeah. little clip yeah with the sound i mean it was it, it was a stroke of brilliance to have the sound drop out for one time for one second that sound drops out yeah and that movement happens and it's just <sighs> a stroke of genius dude you're so right you're so right because yeah. that was that was like that was a that was a like that's the, and and by the way, I do I do agree with you. By the way, I don't I don't mean to suggest I don't agree because I do agree that it would be have been even better if Akbar had piloted that thing. I do agree. By the way, it gives you this like it's almost like a it's a decades later response to Empire Strikes Back. This is Resistance Strikes Back. Yeah, right. Okay. Because and it and it sure. is and it is and in Empire Strikes Back, like 
which I love, of course, as a film, I never quite got the sense of like strike, like, Mm -hmm. like a sudden fast, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But this, this was like a, like, like the resistance, like it was like a Viper strike. It was, it was fast and you only saw it coming when it was too late. Right. right. They right. were like, what, what? Destroy it. Destroy it. And then by then, like, no chance. Lights, light speed, blast through, silence, the stark white against the stark black, Ugh. and the, and the, the lines. Yeah. And the, the, like, the, almost like the, almost, they were almost frozen in time. Yeah. Moments from the th- scene Ugh. that give you the, like, that, that lets you sort of contemplate the weight. Of because because that moment is every basically every like destroyer class ship the first order had in that battle was destroyed in that moment. Right, right. They had other ships they could land with and stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. They 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 sort of salvaged things out of the huge the huge dreadnought. Yeah. But but the dreadnought itself was lost, and right. the others the destroyers were all destroyed. Right. And that was, that was a moment of, it was a moment of like, yeah, sometimes one person can do that. Right. Oh yeah. Fucking love that. Yeah. It's good stuff. Okay. Time for moment one B one. Okay. Moment one B is the moment with Luke and Leia right before he Uh, walks out. Yeah. Right before he walks out, he walks in to, to the, era little commander or whatever it is in the bunker and she says uh he says leia and she says something like i know what you're gonna say i changed my hair and they kind of exchanged like little jokes and then Mm -hmm. she said something about she said something about han and he Mm -hmm. said no one's ever really gone and I love that. I absolutely yeah, love that yeah. moment. He plants a kiss on her head. He hands her these dice, the dice from the, from the solo movie. Yeah. And then he winks at 3PO and he walks out to literally face down the first order with a laser sword, which is exactly what he told, told Ray he wasn't going to do. Uh, he does it. Yes. All the, okay. Now, now imagine, okay, because he has to make his lips feel like lips on Leia's forehead. He has to make those dice because those dice don't disappear until Kylo picks them up. Yeah. Which is a good 10 minutes after Luke has died. Yeah. So he has to maintain control of those dice even after he has died. He has maintained tall, control. Of- tall force order, guys. Right. Tall force order. It, like, imagine you're, you're becoming one with the force. You're all disoriented. You're trying to get accustomed to your new surroundings, but yet you're still, you're holding on to those. You get dice that one little thing real. you're going right. to hold on to and yeah. be like, he's going to, that little shit's going to pick those up and then yeah. I'm going to let him go. He's going to yeah. think he got his dad back and I'm going to be like, no, you fucking <laughs> Exactly. You so <laughs> <laughs> motherfucker. So that, that would be my one B would be him walking out and doing exactly what he said he wasn't going to do doing the thing that he said was ridiculous doing the thing that he said was ridiculous yeah and then and then managing to hold them off long enough for the resistance to get away like that flick of the shoulder the samurai flick of the shoulder yes so good oh my god mark Mark hamill did an amazing job with this character in this in this film he did an amazing job um oh amazing what about you what are some 
What is what are one A and one B for you other than so, your Rose Tico moment? Yep, other than my Rose Tico moment. Mm-hmm. One is very near the end when Ray frees the people by lifting the rocks. Yeah. Which is also a callback to something that's m- mocked as ridiculous. Right. Right. They, she's like, and I don't know, they lift rocks or whatever, like in, <laughs> or when she first meets Luke. Right? And, right. and, and then like, and then that very thing, just, just lifting rocks is the most important thing a Jedi could have done in that moment. Right. Right. That is exactly what the Jedi needed to do in that moment. And she did it. And that great shot of like, of like, of, of, of Finn seeing her and she's, she's like got her arm out and she's like, she is extended her power outside of herself. And Finn like looks for this tunnel of rocks and he's like, that's my, that's my amazing friend who is a Jedi who did it. She did it. Yeah. Th- this film does just like the other thing you said too, which I have, which I wrote down because I mean, I'm sure we both did mm-hmm. about the, laser swords are ridiculous and yet yeah. laser swords are exactly the thing right what am i right. going to do fight him fight him with a laser sword face on the whole first order mm-hmm. and he does yeah. and she's like i don't know lift some rocks and she does and right. both those things are established in some you almost feel like they're throwaway right because mm-hmm. they're meant to be joking yep. but those very those very mundane things either a joke that can't be serious or a thing said by such a complete novice to the force that she doesn't even understand what's going on. Right. Yep. They, they do those things. He, he, he does his laser sword thing. She does the rocks thing and they're the most important things they could have done. It, it's like, it's got, oh, it's got so much, it's got, it's got that same flavor of, did you ever see the show uh, our town? The, the play? Yeah. Yep. The play. Yeah. At the end, when the character Emily comes back to the land of the living briefly. Yeah. And she's like, look at this bow and look at this and look at this whatever, right? Look at this toilet. It's so beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember that but part. <laughs> it, was, it was in the, it was in our, it was in the edited version of the show. Oh, we did. sure, sure. Yeah. No, no, no. Um, <laughs> although she'd seen a toilet, she would have said that. But right. like, but the, the point was, is that, that like m- mundane is only mundane because you don't, think about it and you don't like grasp the weight of every single thing in front of you. And, and these are, these things are, especially the rocks thing. The rocks thing is like, it's the, it's among the first things Luke ever does. Right. Is, yeah. Right. In his training with Yoda. Right. Stacking is, up rocks. Is stacking up rocks. <laughs> and, and it's like in that moment, it, it like the, a Jedi needed to be a rock mover. It was it, it was it was it was mundane and yet not all at the same time. Yeah. Okay. You you could carry that thread from Empire all the way through to this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Really? You really could. Hmm. Man, that's true. Because because this this movie winds up being the thing. You could, because you think that you would think that the beginning of Jedi is the thing that ties off Luke and Yoda. Right. But actually it's this film. That ties off Luke and Yoda, right? And like this film is the thing that like completes the cycle of rocks. It completes the rock cycle. (laughs) The rock cycle, yeah. (laughs) It makes rocks really important. 
<laughs> Never was rock so important as in this movie. It's true. Okay, so that's that's moment one A. Try to think about one B because because there's tons of I have tons of other moments too. There, let's see. I think another one of those things that's set up and then called back and done really well is when when Kylo and Luke are facing off mm-hmm. and 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 Kylo is like doing his Adam driver thing of being like just just blasting his furnace of fury like and when I killed you I will have killed the last Jedi yeah like he says it in that just like he's just he just twisted with hate oh yeah twisted with power and Luke says amazing oh. every word of what you just said is wrong yes and and that they did that earlier too and because in a way this i mean in of course in a very obvious way of course this is the the point of this film is luke is the last jedi and the, and not the last jedi right right and yeah. because because the previous film the crawl identifies luke as the last jedi right and but then but then luke clearly by the end of the film luke is like i'm not the last jedi you fucking idiot <laughs> yeah there's going to be way more yeah. Or well, there's at least one more. <laughs> right. Hopefully more than that. I don't know. We'll see. There's a whole other movie to go. Yeah, right now. Yeah. Uh hopefully it's good. Uh oh. Hopefully it's good. Oh god, I hope so. Oh, oh boy. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> the the that that setup and callback, I love those. I love the way Ryan Johnson did that too. Yeah. There's at least three of those. I'm sure there's more, but at least three of those yeah. setup callbacks that that the callback to the setup is like is so much better, is, is so much more powerful than the setup. But I mean that's what the setup is supposed to be, right? It's supposed to set right. up the thing. Yeah. But it, it just lands with such it's so it's so artful. The landing of the setups is so artfully done. Oh yes. What a the, everything about this movie is artful. <laughs> man. Everything about this movie. Like, okay, so yeah, you you brought up you know these callbacks and everything. You the the name of this film is a callback to Return of the Jedi. Yeah, because Yoda tells him, "When I'm gone, the last of the Jedi you will be." And mm-hmm. here we are, right? I, I just everything about this movie pays homage to what came before while also blazing like a whole different trail. I mean, who would have ever thought about weaponizing hyperspace, right? Yeah. Who and, I mean, and tracking through hyperspace, right? Or, or projecting yourself as a force ghost across the entire galaxy to fight yeah. someone. I mean, yeah. these are things that like just don't exist before this movie. Yeah. You know, and 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 I love it for that. I love it for that too. There's there's this other thing too. It's similar to similar to what you're saying that I was I was kind of reflecting on, which was Yoda and Kylo Ren and Ryan Johnson all have a similar idea executed differently. Because Kylo says let the past die. Kill it if you have to. Right. Yoda says in not so many words, he says, okay, Luke, it's not your turn anymore. Right. It's their turn. Like, 
and 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 like the the students always outdo the masters right and 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 whatever they whatever the students do when they are the masters is going to be like it's going to be level up from what you were mm-hmm. that's that's their job and it's your job it's as, as it the master be. yeah yeah it, like right Absolutely. and ryan johnson i think is going after star wars as a whole in the same way oh. like acknowledge the past but but let it be the past right blaze a trail forward and he does kind of uh, like kylo ren interprets it as murder right right but ryan johnson just interprets it as like don't don't jerk off the same story over and over again (laughs) yeah or don't or honestly don't jerk off the same people over and over again right like acknowledge the thing and then like put it to bed and and push forward for a different thing that 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 reason that that line of thought the 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 let the past die which i which i do agree with let the past die i mean that doesn't mean forget it but let it die right that whole thing to me is one of the reasons why I love this and why I fucking hate, I fucking hate <laughs> Rise of Skywalker. I hate Rise of Skywalker because Rise of Skywalker is like, no, 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 no. The past is what puts money in my bank account. Right. I'm going to, I'm going to necromancer that shit right back in front of us. <laughs> and we're going to walk down this old trail. Right. The, the Rise of Skywalker is the, the long, slow hand job in the parking lot. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, it's, yeah. It's like, guys, you don't need this. We don't need this. We have a new trail. Look, Ray Nobody is the perfect fulfillment of the legacy of this franchise oh, so... because it says anybody can be a Jedi. Anybody. You don't need a special bloodline to be a Jedi. Look at look. There's a Jedi Wookie in the in the High Republic. Anybody yeah. can be a Jedi. He's not yes. of royalty. He's not of some mythical bloodline from a, some prophecy or something like that. He's a Jedi. Is it a he? I can't remember. It's a he. I think I so. Yeah, anyway. I think so. But but they but they out they undo that, like you said. They undo a lot of stuff with uh, with the next movie. But we're not here to talk about that. So yeah, we'll we'll get there. We'll let my I'll let my hate turn me to the dark side later. To, to on that one. It's going to be a whole different ballgame. What I also loved, and I think this goes back to when we discussed Return of the Jedi, as Return of the Jedi, not not just being, oh, look, there are Jedi again, but look, the Jedi are different now. Right. Um, I think that, I think that's this, I think something like that is also kind of what's going on here too, right? Okay. Is, is the Jedi can be, the Jedi are allowed to be different again. Right. And 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 I and even though Luke says it out of out of like despair and whatever, he says in in his first because he gives Ray two or three lessons, right? Right. He says, This is the lesson. The force does not belong to the Jedi. Oh, I love that too. To say that if the Jedi die, the light dies is vanity. Mm-hmm. Tied up in there is that very sort of democratization of the force that that is that is sort of hoped for mm-hmm. in this film and then snuffed out in the, <laughs> in the in the in the ensuing film yeah your virtue your virtue your your power in the force your whatever 
is is based on is based not on who your parents are but on it so think you remember in the movie batman begins yep early early in the earlier in the film bruce wayne sees rachel dawes and he's he's pretending to be like this playboy guy Oh, yeah. Like he was jumped in, he dumped in the pool at some hotel and he's like, don't worry about the hotel. So who cares? Right. Right. And she's like, and then, and then he sees Rachel and he's like, this, this stuff, this, this is not who I am. Right. Yeah. And then, and then, and then she's like, it's not who you are. It's what you do that defines you. And then later in the film, he, he as Batman sort of swoops in and helps her get away from this crowd of people that are crazed off the scarecrow gas She's like, wait, who are you? What, what, who are you? And he says, it's not who I am, but what I do that defines me. Right. Like that, that struck hard then too. And that, that same idea is at work here. Okay. It's, it's not, it's not who you're born. It's not who your parents are. It's like reaching inside yourself and pulling that thing from, from who you are mm. and your choices and your actions. That to me, that's just, that's so much more powerful than my grandfather is she yeah. Palpatine. Yeah. yeah. Right. Or, or my grandfather is Darth Vader. Is it Anakin Skywalker? Yeah. You know, I never thought that we would have a Batman star Wars crossover, but you, you did it, man. You pulled it off. I fucking did it. <laughs> fucking did it, man. You totally did it. Do you feel like there's anything missing from this film? That's a great question. Maybe that's a better question that's for a, that's next episode. Inter- that's a super okay. I'm just going to answer in terms of that's an interesting question, and it's hard to think about. So we should think about it for next time around, yeah, or for our next canteen chat. Be, but be, that's because I I think of this film not in terms of what I didn't get, but the things, all of the extra things I got mm. that were above and beyond, like. How do I put this? Fewer people died. Fewer things or smaller things were blown up. No planets were blown up. This this film has like comp- compared to Force Awakens you, you you could be forgiven for thinking that more happens in The Force Awakens. But I think so much ha- like in all of the sequel trilogy this is the film where the most things happen. Yeah. I think. Well, I think it's driven by a different, a different creature though. I think, I think this is the film. This is the film. This is the film that, that throws all of the switches on the railroad track to go to the other tracks (laughs) in the track place. Okay. Uh, you know what I mean? Like this, this Maybe? is the film that like, this is the film that like, not only does it go off in different ways, but it lays seeds for those things to continue hmm. yeah. going off from, from what you just kind of blithely assume Star Wars is. Right. And that's, that's, you know what? Maybe that's the crux of the matter here is that I was, I was so ready. Like this is, I mean, this is, you know, this is, 15 years after well this is almost 20 this film is almost 20 years after phantom menace yep. um it's like you know 
13, 14 years or whatever after Revenge of the Sith, mm-hmm. I was so I was so ready to have a new direction in Star Wars. I was so ready to I didn't I did not want to be spoon fed. That's it. Yeah. That that that's it. I didn't want to be spoon fed with Star Wars films. I didn't want to have I didn't want to have just like a machine like you know those play-doh machines that you squeeze it and just like spaghetti comes out, you know what I mean? Yeah, yep. Like I don't want I do not want Disney to just put Star Wars things in a in a spaghetti smusher thing and just smush <laughs> it out and have just like strings of Star Wars emerge from it that are just rehashed and warmed over and smushed through and basically shit out. Right. Right. Yeah. And to me, that's what Rise of Skywalker is. Rise of Skywalker is Disney putting a bunch of Star Wars words into the spaghetti, the Lego or the, the Play-Doh spaghetti thing. Yeah. And then smushing it until the little turds come out <laughs> with Star Wars things on them. That's a really good point. That's an interesting that, that, allegory, but it's a really good point. But you get what I'm going for, though, right? I do. Yeah, like, I do. Absolutely. I, do, I don't want that. Mm-mm. I want to, I, I want to be like dragged away to different ideas. I want to be yeah. dragged away to different things, and that's what that's what Last Jedi gives me. Last Jedi takes me somewhere else that I didn't know where I was going, mm-hmm. and that was what I wanted from the beginning of the new star Wars stuff. I was like, I was, I was, I was like, let's go, let's go to a place we've never been before. Yep. And force awakens had some new characters, but kind of tread over some same ground. Right. But, but you kind of still had like, you were still left with some hope. Like mm-hmm. we talked about last episode, you were left with some hope that they were, they had laid some different tracks. Right. 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 This, this movie proved to me, that my hope was in the right place for those tracks to be laid toward betterness toward or toward differentness. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's why, and just like I said, a hundred times, that's why I love this one so much. And that's why I fucking hate rise of Skywalker so much because <laughs> rise of Skywalker, rise of Skywalker was Disney saying, do you, would you like some star Wars little boy? Yeah. I have a whole, I have a whole bucket full of star Wars and I'm going to reach my hand in and, and like, grab eight things and drop them on your plate and there's your star wars aren't you right. happy yeah this one was like i'm gonna ma- fuck this bucket right let's go i'm gonna make my own star wars stuff and show it to you and it's gonna be like the little warhammer painted figures that are so like painstakingly crafted to be different right and the, yeah. all this kind of stuff it's like yeah this this film is look i like it's hard to define art Right. And I think all of the Star Wars films are art in their own way. Absolutely. This film, to me, is the art that I wanted Star Wars films to be coming into the new trilogy. I think that's, that's a fair... That's, that's, a, yeah. that's a really fair way of looking at it, honestly. Because this movie is challenging. It yeah. challenges you. As a Star Wars fan, it says, look, we know that you love this other stuff, but bear with us. We've got some other cool stuff to show you and we're going to take you there. We've got more ideas. Right. Right. Yeah. That's the thing is if you take those ideas and you run with them because JJ Abrams in the force awakens left us in a kind of similar spot to where we were at the end of a new hope. 
mm-hmm. it could it would have been very easy to just move on and do the same thing with an empire strikes back type thing right yeah and you could argue that there's some empire strikes back imagery in here there's echoes but it's not a remake like in the in the same way that force awakens was a remake of a new hope yeah. but what what you can do here is what you do what you what what ryan johnson did do here is he took those those seeds like you said and he spread them on different ground than than what we'd seen before and i think that and i think that that is challenging for some people it's the um the the thing with luke is is really i think ryan johnson saying you know well be careful about what you expect of your legends because yeah. they may not be exactly what you expect and it and it reminds me of a film that i just rewatched recently first contact for the other podcast for code 47 it reminds me of the whole zephram cochran plot line in that in that zephram cochran you know everybody thought oh he's this great person that he was always reaching for the stars and you know even jordy says it you know you're, you have the statue and you're reaching for the stars you're, and it's your statue at starfleet yeah. academy yeah yeah right and cochran's like i just i just wanted to make a bunch of money and go retire on an island full of naked women. So, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever you thought I was, I wasn't that I'm I'm not that I'm me. Right. And that's the kind of the same thing you get with Luke. And it's, it's a hard pill to swallow. It's one of those hard pills that people always talk about. And this is one of them that, that your heroes aren't always what you expect. I think Luke reacted in a very real way to the to, very true way to the way Luke was, you know, uh, it's just is what it is, I guess. But yeah. Yeah. It, it, man, this movie to me, like I said, it's, it's in my top three. It's invariably, it will, it will be at the number one spot at some point and then fall back to number three at some point as well. But it is one of those movies that I will pop in. Now, did you did you watch any of the special features or anything like Mm-mm. that? I noticed that there was a bunch I'm not of special sure, features on I'm not sure if I have anything that would let me watch them. Oh, Disney Plus has, I, has extras uh, on. Does it? Oh, yep. Fuck. Okay. If you get a chance, there's there's deleted scenes with Ryan Johnson commentary. There's oh, yes. oh. really good stuff where he talks about like, you know, how they originally planned on um starting the film with with Finn waking up. Um, instead mm-hmm. of starting it with you know Poe and all that, and then there's uh, the other one that I watched was there was a, there's a scene with Luke where he kind of goes into his hut and closes his door on Octo and has this moment of like just reflecting on what he just heard, which is that Han had just had been killed, and oh, just yeah. this moment where he's just you can see it on his face it's just and even ryan johnson points this out it's just brilliant acting by mark hamill where he brings this this to the surface and you just kind of you kind of share that moment with him really it's kind of this moment for the audience to share with luke but they had sure. to cut it because it was part of a transition that they didn't end up using but oh, sure. um but yeah i mean like I'll I'll rewatch this film. I'll watch it. I want to watch it with the commentary now at this point. I want to see yeah, what Ryan Johnson has to say yes. for himself, you know, for what he, you know, what, what he intended out of this. I think I think that's what I'm gonna do next is watch yeah. it with commentary. Yeah. I didn't even realize I had that on Disney Plus. I have to look for that. Okay. Yeah, it's on the okay. D plus. Well, I think I think this is probably a good point to put a pin in it. Yeah. I still I like I I I am like emotionally 
drained from this discussion. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I'm like the, my, my warmth toward this film, like burns bright inside me mm-hmm. and leaves me sort of like uh, gasping for air right. after like thinking about it, or discussing it. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. Oof. It's I think in, I think in 25 years, this is going to be a touch point for the whole star Wars experiment. Yeah, this is going to be as much a touch point as the original trilogy, or yep. you know, anything that you know, uh, you know, novels or whatever that came out those uh, Timothy Zahn books. It's going to be a touch point. People are going to look back on it and say, you know, fans might have misjudged this one. It was, uh, it meant a lot more than what you thought. So next week we are again foregoing the the Saga coin flip episode. Right? Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna do we're gonna go to we're gonna go back to the cantina. Yep. And uh, we're going to quote unquote fix the last Jedi in as yep. much as there's something that needs to be fixed in it. We're going to do what we can to improve upon something that obviously yeah. you, you and I both pretty, think is pretty goddamn perfect to begin. Pretty with. goddamn good. Yeah. yeah. So, so that's okay. what we're doing next week, Jeff. And we'll see you then. Bye. Thanks for listening to Great Disturbances. If you enjoyed our show, please leave us a review on iTunes, Podbean, or any of your favorite podcast apps. You can find us on Facebook by searching for at Great Disturbances and on Twitter at G Disturbances. See you later!